Hi, welcome to Three Dog Yoga. You're listening to a 60-minute flow class. When you're ready, grab your mat and let's get started. I'm going to go with champagne, uh, champagne brunch yoga. Here we go. We're going to start in Siptabhadakanasana. If you've got two blocks, and a lot of you do, take them and bring them, two choices, one to your knees, where in Siptabhadakanasana, the soles of the feet together, knees are uh, out to the sides, and you're supporting just at the edge, right where like the, the, the final degree of where the block will support you, or... If that's a lot, because that is actually going to increase the stretch of Sobhita by allowing the leg muscles to release. Go further in and support this up near your hips. And that'll do the opposite. It'll, it'll let the legs release. It'll let the inner thigh release. Better in a much more subtle way. So you choose, like you're going to go right out the gate into big hip opener or ease in. Either way, your legs are supported. They're not hanging out in space unless you don't have blocks. If you don't have blocks because you're like in a yoga yurt somewhere on a mountain, uh, you don't need blocks because you're in a yoga yurt. Bring hands to your legs right outside your hips just find the, the kind of most comfortable placement for your hands and each inhale you're going to ease your quadricep muscles away from your hips so you'll be pressing your hands into the muscles on the top of your thigh front of the thigh away from the hips and then when you exhale you're just going to ease that pressure off so the action is outward with the hands, moving away from the hips outward. And then the in or the exhale, the hands move in, but it's more like there's just this release of work. You're not really moving them, letting them be moved. Take three more rounds like that. Inhale, you actively press the hands out. And then with the exhales, everything kind of lets go. One more like that. Then release the work of the hands and 
So the hands float up and just give a little wrist roll here. So, you know, arms towards the ceilings, wrist rolling. Flex your hands, point your hands. See, so like stop signs and then bird beaks. With the bird beaks, you can do a little puppet show up there for yourself. And then bring knees together, soles of your feet to the floor. And take your hands to your thighs. Again, hands are the quadriceps. And when you inhale, same idea, this time pressing quadriceps up toward your knees and feel a little lengthening in your low back when you do that. And then same idea with your exhale. Just letting everything dissolve, release. The inhale, getting your pressed thighs up away from the hips. Feel your tailbone rock lightly in. A slow release. One more like that. And let that release down. If your blocks are still out to the sides of you, go ahead and move them. You know, walk your feet to mat distance apart. Let your knees move side to side. Windshield wipers. Bringing that back to center. Bring the soles of your feet to the floor. Walk them in about hip distance. Knees to right angles. Maybe you feel some remnants of yesterday's practice there. You can cross the right foot or left thigh. Let the left leg bring the right leg in. And then just light rock across your sacrum here. So. Those of you who made it through yesterday's 8 a.m. and came back. First, thank you. Second, wow. We won't do anything like that today. Well, maybe. Undo this other side cross, left foot to the outside of the right thigh, and then we'll rock. And then back at center, hips land, knees to nose and nose to knees. We're going to wrap the arms underneath the calf muscles. So the arms are getting sandwiched between the uh, calves and the thighs. Curl up chin toward your chest. Press legs into arms. Press your legs forward. So you're pressing hamstrings into the arms. It's getting a really nice stretch for the upper back there. Pressing legs forward, pulling abdominals in. Breath here, when you breathe out, rock all the way up to seated and sit facing any direction you like, but I'm gonna face you. Shoulder action here. Inhale, squeeze your shoulder blades up toward your ears. Let the center of your chest lift. When you exhale, shoulder blades slide down your back, but your front body keeps lifting up. And two more like that, where you've got the lift of your shoulders and lift your heart again. And then exhale, a release of all tension, but a buoyancy remains. One more like that. Lift to the center of your chest. Add to that 
lift the back of your skull, the base of your skull, right by your neck, right at the top of the neck. Take a, your thumb, first finger to the tips of your ears. And not hard, but just a little lift there. Get that sensation. If you want to do a little ear massage, that is not a bad idea. Eventually take your arms up and stack them over your collarbones. Reach up through the right arm as you ground the right sitting bone to so a side extension there. Bring that back to center, but you'll notice the right arm may feel a little longer than the left. Keep it. Then press your left sitting bone down, reach up through the left arm. Cool. Notice if you're leaning or listing off to the side, heart center up. Let the left arm release, then both arms reach out their full length, right? So side body extension without a bend. And then hands to heart center. Pause, press palms into one another, nod the chin in. Really slowly, right ear toward right shoulder. Just tilt the head, just tip it, which is different than rolling it. If you rolled it, no big deal. Back to center, chin to chest. Now this time, if you did tilt, we're gonna roll, but if you rolled, tilt instead. So the roll would be the drop and then the quarter circle action to the side. This gives you a different diagonal to work. And the neck has all these diagonal muscles that we can get into. Keep pressing your palms together. Lift your heart to your hands. And come back to center, chin to chest, pause. Now distinguishing between those two actions, just tilt your head to the other side. Also known as curious puppy pose. Sally, like you're cocking one ear up, like what? And then chin back to center. Heart lifts. And then that quarter roll, we're just going to sweep the ear toward the shoulder. And the chin, you'll notice, kind of goes a different direction when we do this. And that provides a little stretch for slightly different musculature. Heart up. And then back to center, chin chest. You're gonna move from the back of your head. You're just gonna take your index fingers, your index fingers back to the base of your skull and find the occiput, the ridge, base of the skull. And there's these two bony, bumpy, sticky eye parts at either side. Right. Uh, just encourage your attention to go there and bring the head up from those muscles, working right in the ones that align you well and then go ahead and thumb and first finger to top of your ears just get a little pull up just a little straightening out arms down at your sides pause breathe in and breathe out notice if you're leaning forward in your body or your head or your neck right there's some of that going on i can see it uh, so i mentioned it are you sitting forward of your sitting bones? Are you sitting behind your sitting bones? Is the hip angle closed? Is the low back rounded? Can you find that length and state at center where 
body is present, well aligned. Breath in. Breath out, hands to the mat, and step back to down dog. Look for that same feeling of being well aligned here. Press your hands down and forward lengthen through your arms. And take your right hand, one hand step forward. And we're lengthening the right side again, not a side bend, but just length through the right side. And bring that back in line with the left. Then left hand forward, lengthen through the left side. center down dog turn your right toes out to the diagonal bend your left knee now walk the right hand forward and send the right hip back and up there'll be a little more of a side bend going on here you can even send the hips over to the left breath here breath out come back to center and normalize all of it so back to a regularly scheduled down dog and you'll feel differently from right to left. You know what feels different. How's your breathing? Then turn the left toes out to the diagonal. Bend your right knee. Now left hand steps forward. The left hip up and back. And then see like a little arch, a little crescent shape that you can feel from the hand to the hip. Breath in. Breath out. <laughs> Then back to sun to bring everything back to a well-organized, regularly scheduled down dog. With the sensation of more length, more space around the side bodies, underarms. Dial in thumb, first finger, knuckle, down into the mat. Look to your hands. Walk forward. Walk the feet wide. Into forward fold, ragdoll, bend the knee. And hands can lace behind you. I was just take a moment to loosely lace the hands. Loosely lace the hands and let your shoulders round towards your chest. Okay, first of all, if this doesn't feel loose, get out. Like just get out. If this action feels tight, this is not useful for your particular shoulder. Uh, then, second thing, if it does, this feels fine, bend your elbows more so that your hands come up toward mid-back and squeeze the elbows toward one another. This brings the shoulders away from the chest. Good. If this didn't work out, if this feels tight or uh, impinged in the shoulder anyway, go back to what was working. So this feels great. You're getting a good stretch across the chest and be honest because the only person that matters to you is you. No one else gives a flying flip about your yoga. Squeeze your shoulder blades in towards center and straighten the arms. Being sure that the shoulder blades are indeed squeezing towards center. Let's see, press your palms together. Does this create jaw tension, neck tension, throat tension? If it does, go back a step. Again, your ability to do this does not matter to anyone. Like 
I think Yoga Journal has even given up doing their yearly calendar, so you're not going to make it on any like, you know, Mr. March or Ms. November. So just uh, do this if it's working, and notice if it's not. Release your hands slowly. Feel them out. Walk your feet together. Press your feet down, rise up to standing mountain pose. Get there, stay. Uh, so mountain pose, are you reaching? Are you taking that kind of anti-gravity stance where it has just become a thing where you put your arms in the air like you just don't care? Uh, that's different, that's a different thing. That's a cameo song from I think like 81. Press your right foot down, reach up through your right arm. Press your left foot down and match that reach with the left arm. Shoulder blades will slide up. They're not too uh, like squeeze it on your neck, but they go wide. Just notice like this amount of reach. Bring hands to heart center, samastiti. Do the reach out of the arms, but keep the length through the side body. And each time we make it up to the front of the mat, that amount of reach. Press your feet down. Inhale, mountain pose with that reach, full body engaged from feet to fingers every time. Exhale, bow forward. When we breathe in, Lift halfway, walk your feet hip distance. Step your right foot back, low lunge, press your feet down. And when you reach up, guess what? Same thing from your feet to your fingers is the same amount of reach. Hands to your heart, then the mat. Look forward, step back to a high plank or chaturanga low plank. Breathe in your back bend. Breathe out, down dog. Squeeze your right leg tightly, take it up behind you. And guess what here too? It reaches up. Bend the knee to your right elbow. Take a step. Breath into your feet. And again, from your feet, your fingers reach. Hands to heart, in front of the mat. Step up, feet together. Breathe in, lift halfway. and breathe out, bow forward. Press your feet down, breathe in. Mountain pose, reach up. Exhale, hands to heart, bow. Breathe in, lift halfway, walk your feet hip distance. Step the left leg back, press into your feet. Breathe in and reach up from your feet to your fingers. Hands to heart, to the mat. Step back, down dog or low push up. Upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. Inhale, left leg up. When it goes up behind you, it reaches. Bend the knee, bring it into the elbow, step lightly, press your feet down. From your feet, reach up. 
hands down. While we're on fingertips, step up, top of the mat. Breathe in, lengthen, halfway lift. And breathe out, fold. And again, focus in on that elongation, accentuated. Inhale, reach up. And exhale. Breathe in, lift halfway, walk your feet hip distance. Right foot steps back, press into your feet and reach up, fingers, feet to fingers. Hands to the mat, step back, down dog or low push. Breathe in. And breathe all the way out. Press your hands down. Squeeze your right leg tightly. Take it back. Reach it up. Bend your knee. Knee to chest. Step five. Press into your feet. Ball of your baby toe. Pinky finger. Feel on it. Hands to heart. Up to the top. And step. Feet together. Breathe in, lift halfway, lengthen. Breathe out, elongate down your legs. Press your feet down, reach up, mountain pose. Right, verb choice matters, reach. We say it every time, we mean it. Exhale, bow, that one too. Breathe. In, lift halfway, lengthen, walk your feet hip distance. Left foot back, press into your feet. From ball of baby toe, reach up to your ring fingertip. And stop. To the mat, step back, down dog or low push up. Upward facing dog. Breathe out. Down dog. Left leg, reach back, reach back. Bend knee, knee to elbow. Big step, press into your feet, reach up. Pinky fingertip. Hands to heart, the front of the mat. Step up, feet together. Breathe in, lift halfway, press your feet down, elongate, draw your heart forward. Breathe out, bow forward. Walk your feet apart. Wrap your arms around one another. Ragdoll. Let your elbow points get heavy toward the floor. So that interlacing of the arms, the uh, kind of I dream of genie arms. If you're old enough to get that reference. Coming up to the mat, or to the front, look at the mat. Feet. Shoulder to mat distance apart. So the, the taller you are, the wider your ragdoll stance goes to allow for this side body elongation down through the elbow points. Quick pull of the room. Does anyone feel anything different when they actually focus on reaching through their arms? Is it different than the usual practices? It's okay to admit that, yeah. Yes, one of those things we were talking, or Gretchen was talking earlier about 
like when we first start yoga and then yoga gets to be kind of our habit. And then notice one of the things, like just, just visually watching it, one of the things we, we stop doing is that, that reach. Like in the beginning, we hear the word reach and we reach. Then we uh, hear the word mountain pose and we know how to kind of like do mountain pose. But if we can remember like every time you like, just reach, it's an elongation, it's a pressing outward of the body. Right? Things will stay newer. There'll be a renewal every single time. Release your hands to your mat, walk your feet together. And sun A, press your feet down, breathe in and reach up, elongate. So you can make your move every single time. Exhale, bow forward. But it's an action verb to reach. And breathe in. Lift halfway, it's the same thing here. Elongate, lengthen. You can think every time. Plant your hands, step back, high or low push-up. Press the floor. You push, right? Every time. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Press your hands down, lift your heart. And down dog. Press your hands down and reach forward through the arms. And look forward, walk or lightly hop, top of the mat. Breathe in, lift halfway, lengthen. And breathe out. Lengthen down your legs. One more round. Press your feet down and reach up. Feel new and expansive each time. Exhale, fold. Breathe in, lift halfway. Plant your hands, step back, high or low push. Breathe in. Breathe out, down dog, pause your breath in, reach through your arms. Breath all the way out. Inhale, come forward to a high plank. Press the floor. Draw your heart forward. Elongate front body. Then bring your left knee down, left shin bone down. Spin the back foot flat. Look for a kneeling side plank. Take the right arm up, stack. Right shoulder over left. Left hand slightly in front of left shoulder. Here, press down through standing hand, press down through the shin bone. We're gonna float the right leg to a kneeling half moon. And then float it higher. See how high you can pick up the leg. So not every time with half moon do we do this, but it's a thing we can do. How high can the upper leg go without your chest dropping down? So equally lift chest and right leg. Breath in. When you breathe out, slowly bring the right toe to the floor, just the big toe, and then reach upper arm overhead toward your front wall, palm down. Bring the back foot flat, 
press through the heel and reach through ring and pinky finger tip, right side body elongating from heel to hand. Breath in, breath out, right hand down, hands and knees to down dog. Pause and feel the two sides of your body. On an inhale, take your left leg up and back behind you, reach. Totally meant it. Bend knee, big step, center line of your mat. Take a block in your left hand if you got it. And up for half moon. It's cool if you're totally overthinking this and wondering if the teacher forgot that she did not. Sometimes she does, it's totally fine, but not today. Draw your heart forward and then squeeze your upper leg to lift it as high as it goes without dropping your chest. So this is usually why we don't let the leg lift high in half moon is that the leg goes up but the chest goes down. Here, chest and leg up. Just as high as yours will go. Could it go higher? Could it go higher? Could it go higher? Breath in. When you breathe out, bend the knee, reach back, catch the foot. Draw your heart forward. If you can catch the foot, great. If you cannot catch the foot, no big deal. This is not a life skill that's uh, easily translatable into, you know, more. Uh, adulation or income or anything. Just your ability to hold your own foot. Draw your heart forward, take foot to hand. And then a slow release of that. Go back to aligning well, everything at right angles, the traditional half moon. Then we're gonna bend the standing knee Touch the right toe to the mat, only the toe. Slide back into triangle. Back foot flat. Yeah, don't try to think about this, man. Like, just stop. Right shoulder over left, breathe in. Heart forward, elongate your left side body. Exhale, right hand to right hip. When you inhale, turn your chest toward the ceiling as open as you go. When you exhale, back toward the mat, right hand down. Step back, down dog, or child's pose, or high to low push-up. Breathe in, up dog. Breathe out, down dog from which we are all going to make our way to child's pose, knees down, sit your hips to your heels, forehead center to the mat, breathe and feel the two sides of your body. What comes up into the mind? Can you descend with your breath into the space where you live, the space of your body.
Next inhale, come on up to down dog. Breath in. Breath out. Inhale forward to a high plank. Exhale, right shin down, back foot flat. And we're coming into a kneeling side plank, which is where top arm is stacked. Whereas right? so we have a lot of variations on side planks, some side bends, etc. In this one, more like a triangle pose, we're looking for alignment. And the bottom hand is just slightly in front of the shoulder because that creates a right angle with the arm and the body. Since the body's not parallel to the floor until you learn to levitate in a side plank, the, the arm will always be a slight diagonal to left shoulder over right, hand over shoulder. Arm's gonna wanna go back behind. That's called flailing attempt at side plank. Don't do flailing attempt at side plank to get uh, engaged in side plank, middle finger to the ceiling, like it's holding it up. Press into your shin bone in your hand, lift your left leg, and you're going to lift it as high as it will go without comparing it to how, big, how the right was, just as high as the left will go without dropping your chest, uh, which in this case, would be a softening of the standing arm, the elbow. Don't let that happen. Press the floor, heart up, and the lift of the muscles of the hip. High as that leg will go. Three, two, one. And this is the control part. Keep pressing into the shin and the hand on the floor. Slowly bring the top leg down to a toe, only the big toe, only the big toe. Just barely touching the floor. There's a lot of work going on. Top arm toward your front wall. Then seal the back foot to the floor. Press into hand on the floor, shin on the floor, and the back heel. Left heel pressing down, reach through ring and pinky fingertip. Now you have the side bend version. And it is not just an arm overhead thing. It's coming from the heel, from the shin bone, from the sandy hand. Breathe in, breathe out, back to center, step back, down dog or child pose, have a breath. So a lot of times the, um, the arm overhead side plank um, becomes just like lazy side plank because you don't have to balance the arm and it feels like you're kind of reaching. Uh, that thing we did right there, if you were engaging, that is a kneeling side bend. On your next inhale, right leg's going up behind you and it's reaching. Bending. Big step forward lightly, locking your right hand. Once you get yourself balanced, and again here, same idea as the side plank, top arm, it's gonna try to go back behind to balance. You're gonna reach middle finger to the ceiling, hold that thing up or like um, spin the basketball on your middle finger. It just like really align straight up. 
open without losing the height of your chest. Lift the top leg, like top leg as high as it will go. Much outer thigh, outer hip action as you got. Chest stays light. Lift up, lift up. So heart up, hip up, heel up, middle fingertip up. Let's see if you go higher. Like you will not over squeeze the, uh, the hip muscle there. I mean, if you get a cramp, you get a cramp. But one more breath in, heel high. Then from there, bend the knee, reach back, catch your foot. Maybe you catch it, maybe you just get close to catching it, you get in the, in the zip code of catching it. You check in with your shoulder and you're not letting your chest drop in order to do this. And so for a lot of us, we can catch the foot, but the chest will go down, right? Chest boys up. Breathe here. Foot to hand, hand to foot. Here's the control move. You're going to tighten everything and reach back into the well-aligned half moon, where we're not uh, lifting the leg higher. We're trying to make it as parallel as possible to the floor. A little soft bend in the front knee. Keep reaching up toward the ceiling. Don't let anything drop in your chest as the Left big toe comes down as only the toe. Then slide the body back into triangle, sealing the foot to the mat. Triangle two, watch for the upper arm. Straight up, middle finger to the sky, which may be what you want to do in general right now. That's time. Hand to hip. Hand at hip. Roll your sternum toward the ceiling. Press down to the ball of your big toe up front. Make sure that's happening. If that's happening, inner thigh is on. And then undo that. Step back, down dog. Child's pose or low push-up. Breathe in. Breathe out, meeting up in down dog. And then in child's pose. And breathe here. Feelings check. Anyone feel their side body? Were there? Oh, good. Excellent. I'm glad. My work here's done. No, we, we still have 20 minutes, but yeah, side body practice has been achieved. It's not all reverse warriors, y'all. In fact, it's usually not. Reverse warriors are usually just for show. <laughs> One up to hands and knees and just feel your arms. Like probably if you were doing that, there's tricep action, uh, which coincidentally part of that whole side body line. 
Just a down dog. Breathe in. Breathe out. Look forward through your hands. Walk across to see it. Down onto your back. Arms at your sides for bridge. And point your toes straight ahead. And uh, first thing we're gonna do though, before you do that, before you do the arms at sides, take your hands to your thighs. Remember that action of sliding the the quadriceps up, or actually do that. Uh, slide the quadriceps up. Feel the the space that your hip flexor just got. Also feel what's going on at the sacrum and the uh, tailbone. And then release that right now. You're not gonna be able to levitate your thighs mentally. Well, you might, I don't know. Your practice could be more advanced than mine. But what you can do, press into your feet, lift your tailbone, get that same idea of lift the tailbone. And then that press of your knee slightly forward that unlocks the hip flexor area. Release down again. See if you can get that each time you come up into bridge. It's going to help with bridge. It's going to help with wheel. It's going to help with your hip flexors. But dig the heels in, tailbone in, and then press your knees gently forward as you come up into bridge. And then you stay with bridge or plant your hands and come up for wheel. Three breaths. Fully in, fully out. With the next inhale, down slowly and pause. So it is true when we first start yoga and the first practice we do, and we're just like trying to do well and, and make sense of what's going on. And we, we move our body in a new way that we really probably haven't much before. Right? It's so enticing. And so, so we want to do it all the time. Once we start doing it all the time, we know a few things. We don't have to do all these little things. But there is a bright spot to that in that once you've done yoga for a while and you have with some care and you have, you now know how to use your body in a much different way than you did when you're a beginner. And so now the little things that matter, you can get to. That's what we always do, but you can we'll start. Uh, whether you want to go bridge or wheel, if you wheel, plant your hands. Either way, start with that little dig of the heels in. It lifts your tailbone sacrum. Feel the elongation, the space around your hip flexors. Use that. You go to wheel, dig your heels in even more. Slide your knees a little forward. And that's helpful in getting everybody off the floor. Then, in the wheel or in the bridge, keep digging your heels in. Particularly in the wheel, reach through your ring and pinky fingertip again. So it's hands pressing down, ring and finger, ring and pinky finger. Really pressing out, breath in, breath out, breath in. 
out. One more. When you exhale, and slowly down. And Supta Baddha Konasana, this time, real long strides. So take your feet way far away from you, the, the most Tarasana like Supta Baddha Konasana you can get. Hands to your midsection, we're gonna go pinky or ring fingertip to your hip point and thumb to your rib cage so that the hands are spread out across the belly. And then deep belly breathing. So you feel the abdomen rise and fall under your fingers. One more breath here. Just feel what's going on with your breath. Feel it with your hands. Well, inside too, but you, most of your hands. Then bring your feet in. You're like six inches, bring your feet in. And now again, breath. One more breath here. And then one more time, you bring your heels in even closer. And then with the hands still on the belly and still feeling breath moving in and out. Just notice the slight changes in the shape of the breath that occurs, the shape of the pose changes. Small, subtle differences, but they matter, which is why we, we go through such a range of motions in the yoga practice. Bring knees together on an inhale. And knees into your chest. Give them a good hug. Keep your head and shoulders down for now. Cross the right ankle over the left and press left ankle up into right, right down to the left. And then release with the hands, let the legs move away from you into a reclined siddhasana, which is right ankle in front of left, legs are crossed. And then you'll feel gentle back bend. For most of us, there's a the lightening of the lumbar spine on the floor. Same thing here, three breaths. Abdominals in and feel what happens. Like, like pull your abdominals in, feel your sacrum move toward the floor. That action, bringing your knees together, in onto your chest, then unwind, rewind, other side. 
and it's left ankle on top of right, right's kicking up into the left, left's dropping down to the right. Keep that action as you move the knees slowly away from you. Recline Siddhasana. Hands to hips to ribs. Just feel the, the increase in this kind of bowing of the body away from the floor. Light, light back bend. If it's uncomfortable in your back, you can just skip this, but two more breaths. There's a slight difference in how rib cage and hips and abdomen align here. Next, exhale. Draw your abdominals in, really pull towards your spine, bring the legs together and knees into your chest. Now undo it. Nose to knees and knees to nose, curl up. Rock up and back, making your way around to down dog. Here, press down to the ball of each big toe. Spin the inner thighs back. Press down to the ball of the baby toe. Outer ankle bone down. Breath in. Breath out. And walk your feet up the center of your mat. And turn toward the side you like for straddle. And if you got blocks, grab blocks. hasn't become clear we're working inner and outer lines of the body today so a lot of inner thigh outer thigh action uh, moving into some skandasana work turn your toes out to the diagonals we're gonna bend into the right knees and then come back up to center right back up at the center then down into the left and back Episode blocks are great here to keep your chest up, uh, particularly if your arms are shorter than your legs. That's, that's, that's absolutely true. It doesn't matter if you touch the floor. But what we want from this is as much range of motion as you personally today can get not only side to side, but up and down into it. And when we say as much as possible, we're not talking about anything that's going to take you into ungrounded territory. We're keeping the hands at center for this one, moving hip side to side, but up at center and then down. As you, so skanda is heap or pile or hill. That's going with it. Side to center and then side. All right, slightly different. Heels are out, or heels are in, toes are out. 
drop your hips here at center. So you're in like a, a, a squat or spider stance. Now we're going to go side to side, but the elevation is not going to change. So we're moving across the center low. Side to side, still present, but not the up and down. more of these. And back at center. Go feet parallel, draw your heart forward. It can be helpful to have blocks here. We'll walk your hands or your blocks out in front of you until you feel like you're as parallel to the floor as you're going to get. And then uh, do this thing where you let your navel center drop toward the floor. Just go ahead and do it. Just nobody's watching. Right, well, I mean, I'm watching to make sure that we're all still here, but that that's for my benefit, not yours. Pull your navel center in, and then drop it out again. Now, pull your navel center in, keep it, heart forward. Then you imagine someone's giving you that very inappropriate assist where they. Catch your hips and pull back. You pull your heart forward in opposition to that. While well, the yoga teacher takes a moment to go, I actually did that for like 10 years of my life. <laughs> so inappropriate. I'm sorry to any of you that I did that to. You left hand on the floor on the block, right elbow toward the ceiling. The bow pull twist. And then your choice to let the left hip drop in. And for today's practice of elongating the sidelines of the body, I'd say that'd be a good thing to do as long as it doesn't hurt your sacrum. But if you want more stability, more core work, uh, keep the hips level. As long as it doesn't bug you, let the hip drop in. Continue that action. If someone's pulling your hips back, you're pulling your heart forward away. Add one more layer, top arm, Bend it, elbow toward the wall behind you, and pull the elbow back. So using the lat muscle, the back muscle, the right side of the body. Pull. Heart forward, tips of your ears forward. So the back of the neck stays in its natural curve. That spot where you, you touch the back of your skull, right? lengthen forward from there, breath in. Breath out, come back down. Hands on the floor, your blocks, pause. Let the navel center drop toward the floor, the rib cage get heavy to the floor. So full breath. So acknowledge that letting your belly go it gives you that capacity for full breath. It's not a bad thing to do. When we get into some more complex movements of the body, it's nice to have some support here, but when you're trying to breathe fully, uh, it's better to have space. So that means we use different tools to do different things. Like 
you know, like like you don't use a screwdriver to flip pancakes. Just draw your heart forward, abdominals in, navel center up. Bring back that sensation. Someone's got the tops of your thighs, pull them back. You're pulling your heart away. Right hand stays at center, left elbow, both open into the twist here. Same principles as a, a side plank that we're trying to stack the shoulders. And then right hip can drop in. Right. Or you can press evenly into both feet and keep the hip level. That's better if, uh, if you have any sciatic pain with this or just discomfort. Uh, but if you want more inner thigh action, let the hip move in. Add one layer, upper arm's gonna bend, elbow's gonna pull toward the back wall. Whenever we can sneak a uh, Martha Graham technique in, we do. Pull back, shoulder blade in toward the spine, heart forward. Someone's still pulling back on your thighs and you're pulling your heart forward. Then bring back that memory of the back of your skull moving away from your neck tips of your ears being drawn toward the wall in front of you. Breath in. Breath out. Undo this. Come back to center. And then very fun. Uh, you know, walk your feet out as far as they're going to go. Straddle split until you are just happy with wherever you got yourself and you breathe and then depending on where you are with this and where you are mentally emotionally spiritually with this ready you walk your feet in bring yourself down to a seat or if you're getting close to the floor you do a little Winnie the Pooh drop just back on your sitting modes from where you are and uh, either way Sit tall in your straddle. And we've been working this a little bit lately. Uh, if you missed it, sitting in straddle as if it's a meditation. And so, yeah, first, first things first, you're on your sitting bones, abdominals drawn in. Go back to uh, fingertips at the tips of your ears, or thumb and first finger at the tips of your ears. Draw up. Keep that action at the hands. Go let them just rest on your legs. Flex your feet and your toes. Low bellies in to support the low back here. Heart up. Good. So novel meditation seat often uh, turns us on to what's going on at the inside more so than just our usual kind of seated cross leg as we always do, as we've done since like reading group in kindergarten. Right. So take that and fold your legs in, maintaining that degree of just alert presence that you had in the seated straddle. Breath in. Breath out. Chances are you folded, well, you folded one leg in front, let's just say that undo it fold the other leg in front pause and again go upright and that sense of novelty of the straddle has worn off by now so bring it back 
You really had to find your sitting bones. You really had to pull up. Are you sitting forward? Is your head jutting forward? Feel well aligned. Breath in. Breath out. Next inhale, I want to float the arms up. Let the left arm drift over toward the right. Right hand's going to curl around it. And then you press the left arm back toward the left. Lift your chest straight up. Gently dissolve that. And we'll take the other side. The right hand's going to come over toward the left. Left finger's going to curl around the wrist. And then you press the right arm back toward its own side. Lift your chest up. Is all that. The arms float back to their own sides. Both arms reach up. Both arms press out into that frame that you just felt with the one arm against the fingers. And then hands to heart center. And hands to your sides, looking down onto your back. Make it to your back. Hug in of knees. Keep right knee drawn in, left leg out straight. Then we'll bring the right leg across. Breath in, reach your knee towards the sidewall. Breath out, let everything kind of rock back to center. So we'll breathe in, elongate a little rock. Breathe out, yes, back center. Breathe in, little rock. Breathe out, back. One more time, breathe in. This time as you rock back, all the way back into center. Pause and feel the two sides of your body. Left knee in and right leg out. And other side, so roll up on the outer edge of your right hip. Left knee's coming across. When you inhale, you're going to reach it toward the sidewall. And when you exhale, just go ahead and roll back towards center. Breathe in. And breathe out. In. Reach for the inhale and let everything roll back and go all the way back to center on this next exhale. Pause when you get there. That's where you are. Read on what's going on in the inner environment of you. And in fact, inner you needs anything else to make this feel complete, go for it. If you can slide out into Shavasana, do that. And as you do, pick up your rib cage, slide it a little away from your hips, pick up your head, slide a little away from your neck. 
Put your right shoulder, slide it a little away from the spine. Left shoulder, a little away from the spine until you feel that everything is spacious. And breathe in and breathe out. You're taking your breath into the deepest layer of you. Right? Breath moving down your center line and then outward. So breath, that way of visualizing your body from the deepest core center line out to the sides, out into the back, out into the front. Find the, the boundary of the breath. All the way back into core center, moves out. Just have this visualization and we can take as we enter Shavasana, just moving from the most central layer of ourself outward. Finding a boundary, finding the edges and then back into center. Maybe you'll get energy practice of the layers of the body. We work through in our asana, in our meditation, and in our relaxation, right? The motions, the sheaths. These the outer layers, the periphery of us that are the physical and the mental. the inner layers, uh, the energy and the intuition and the place in us that is pure bliss. There is that belief in the, in the practice of, of yoga wisdom. That bliss is not outside of you. Bliss is not what you find at the edges or in your interaction with the world. the innermost layer of you. If you can stay here a while, hang out, do that. If you're needing to move on with your Sunday, I get it. You start to wiggle your fingers and your toes. Gently to your right side. Pause here. Like, even if you have a screaming hot date after this, pause here, land in yourself. I feel that deep central channel of you. Bring that with you up to seated.
sit in a way that feels well organized, that allows you to inhabit your own skin in a positive way. Allow space for that central shashuna, the, the most gracious channel, right? The one that's correlated with about where our spine is. Yogasana that we do, right? traditionally, all focus on being able to sit well, neither lurching forward into the future, nor hanging back in the past, nor listing from side to side as the wind blows, but centered and spacious so that energy moves well through you, through me, through us together. Bring our hands together at heart center in a gesture of remembrance, of acknowledgement, this deep center line, a deep inner nature of bliss, joy. And thumbs to forehead center, and bringing that to our minds so we can share it with each other. That's great, y'all. Namaste. Super well done. Have an awesome day. Extra yoga again, but I'm going to blame Gretchen. See you guys. Bye. So good to see you, Eric Brown. And thank you for joining us here. We'd love to see you online in our Zoom classes. You can join us at 3dogyoga.com. And if you'd like to support this podcast, we're on patreon.com slash 3dogyoga. Thanks again for practicing with us. Namaste.